0: Good morning and welcome to our service of morning prayer at St. John's Episcopal Church in West Hartford, Connecticut. We are delighted that you have decided to watch us online as we celebrate the goodness that God has given us in this fifth Sunday of Lent. No matter how distant we may be from each other physically, we can gather together in spirit to pray our prayers and to sing our hymns to lift us up, to remind us that we are indeed people of God. You can click on the link below the video that you are Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you, Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen you mm-hmm.
1: Out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let consider the voice of my If you, Lord, were to note what is done amiss. O Lord, who
2: could stand? For there is forgiveness with you.
1: Therefore you shall
2: be I wait for the Lord. My soul waits for him. My
1: soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning.
2: O Israel, wait for the Lord. With him there is plenteous redemption. reading from the book of Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God. I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks Thanks. be to God.
2: A reading from the Gospel of John. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, "'This illness does not lead to death. "'Rather, it is for God's glory, "'so that the Son of God may be glorified through it.'" Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, He was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, Jesus said to them, Unbind him, and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The word of the Lord.
0: I speak to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. What an incredibly strange and frightening time we find ourselves in these days. It seems the whole world is sheltering in in places as doctors, nurses, technicians, first responders, scientists, manufacturers, the National Guard, government workers, each work frantically in their own way to stem the tide of the COVID-19 pandemic. Grocery store clerks, delivery drivers, and food service workers are hustling to keep up with the growing demand of the necessities of life, with curiously toilet paper and Purell hand sanitizer at the top of everyone's shopping list. Social distancing, a newly-minted term that has grown out of this global health crisis, and our frequent 20-second hand-washing routines now regulate our lives and how we interact with each other and the world. I recalled watching an old movie the other day, and I found myself cringing, growing anxiety when the actors are less than six feet apart, shaking hands or, God forbid, giving a hug, I am in awe of the heroes who are on the front lines fighting this global crisis. Health workers are risking their lives and their families' lives every day working in overcrowded hospitals while making do with shortages of PPE, a new term I learned, personal protective equipment and ventilators. They are actively saving lives and we are doing our part to flatten the curve as we are sequestered within the four walls of our homes our apartments our condos wherever we may be some with family members around them some alone some with access to the world outside through the wonders of the internet and some that must do without this scourge has brought our fast-paced and overscheduled lives to a screeching halt. Offices are closed, stores are darkened, and church pews are empty. Fewer cars are on the roads, and rush hour now seems just a memory. School closures has transformed living rooms into classrooms. Many parents are struggling to balance working from home while keeping their children on task. With their online courses and as the economy shuts down a record number of people are suddenly without a job and without health insurance not knowing how they will pay the next month's rent or mortgage or provide for their loved ones and then there are those who are most vulnerable just barely hanging by a thread even in the best of times the homeless the destitute those battling addiction and mental illness, while their support network of self-help groups, AA meetings, food shelters, homeless shelters have shrunk, or some are simply non-existent for the duration of this pandemic. In short, in a few weeks, our lives have been turned upside down, and we know that we have not seen the worst yet. So, what are we to do? How do we as Christians live in this time of fear and anxiety? Where do we turn to find the courage, the hope we need to face the realities of our lives today? One thing we do as people of God is we turn to Holy Scripture for comfort, to guide us through the many trials and tribulations of this life, As Christians have done for thousands of years. Our reading from the ancient prophet Ezekiel is a powerful example of God meeting us where we are as we long for the glimmer of hope in these dark days. Ezekiel, whose name means God strengthens, is no stranger to hardship and tragedy himself. This priest and prophet survived the horrendous destruction of Jerusalem and the plundering of the temple over 2,500 years ago, and he was left to be exiled to a foreign land with his fellow Jews. During his time of captivity in Babylon, Ezekiel prophesizes about renewed hope that can only come from God. His prophecy of the valley of the dry bones goes right to the core of what it means to be solely dependent upon God. Our God is the same God that not only gives life, but restores life, a full and abundant life that will not be overcome, not even by death. This stark and graphic vision of dry human bones scattered in the valley of the desert reveals a sense of death, of longing and despair. These refugees have lost heart, and their spirit has died. It seems impossible that the Israelites will ever find their way back home. As the psalmist says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept. How could we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? We find ourselves in a strange land today. How easy it is to despair when we are afraid and feeling separated from God. And when we do, this is when it is vital to remember that we are people of God and being people of God we are not alone. As Ezekiel stands in the valley surrounded by all these dry bones it is God who calls out to him. Can these dry bones live? And the prophet wisely responds, "Oh God, you know." God commands Ezekiel to prophesy to the breath of God, ruach. And when he does, God's breath comes upon them, resuscitating, resurrecting these lifeless bodies and filling them with new life. Today, we stand in our own valley of dry bones, surrounded by uncertainty and and fear. And yet, even though we don't know how things will turn out, we do not despair. For we place our hope in the one true living God who stands with us in this desolate valley, the very one who gives us the breath of life. I will cause this breath to enter you and you shall live. In John's gospel, we see the breath of God raise Lazarus from the grave. Even though the story of Lazarus' resurrection or foreshadowing of of Jesus' own death and resurrection is about the promise of eternal life. However, it does not skip over the devastation and pain we experience when someone we dearly love dies. Jesus openly weeps when he sees the body, the shrouded body of his dear friend Lazarus, as he stands with his sisters, Martha and Mary, outside the tomb despite their disappointment and their anger that jesus did not come sooner they still turn to him for trump for comfort because they trust him we see jesus in all his humanity deeply moved and revealing a most compassionate and loving god that suffers when we suffer in a short time jesus himself will reveal How eternal life comes out of death i am resurrection and i am the life jesus's promise of eternal life is what sustains us even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and as people of faith we walk through this valley together i never cease to be amazed at how resilient The human spirit when we come together even when keeping six feet apart as we're doing this morning this resiliency comes from God breathing the breath of life into our weary souls when we feel lost and forgotten in Italy the epicenter of the coronavirus in Europe People are coming together in spirit despite being confined to their homes and apartments. They stand on their balconies in the evening, clapping their hands, cheering, singing their favorite songs. I've seen videos, and you probably have too, of musicians and opera singers joining in, spontaneously sharing their musical gifts to give hope to each other that death will not defeat them. It will not have the last say. Yesterday, I heard about a woman who wrote her name and telephone number on post-it notes. And then she went around her neighborhood and put each note on the door of her neighbors. And it said, call me if you need help. And just this morning, I read an article by a journalist who is recovering from the virus himself. Recovering, He writes, the gift of this unpleasant infection has forced me to go past self-pity and weeping to a humbler understanding of myself and my place in community. My weakness is my community's strength. The less I am good for, the more magnificent my family and friends become. The house is full of food. My email is miles deep in attaboys and warm wishes. I ask for a blood oxygen monitor 30 minutes later, it's on my front porch. Doctors I've never met coach me through every step of recovery. Readers who disagree with every word I write send assurance that they are praying for me. And friends who don't pray at all promise a double portion of whatever their strongest mojo might be. This is the breath of God that fills us with new life a life that only God can give. This is where we, as people of God, find hope as we make our way through the strange land together. Amen. Let us stand as we recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. keep this nation under your care let your way be known upon earth let not the needy O Lord be forgotten create in us clean hearts O God Almighty God you alone can bring into order you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with, with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all that we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us with your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. word of welcome and thank you again we want to especially say because we come together as the living body of christ and we need your help to be able to do this to be sustained during this trying and challenging time so please give if you are able and we are so appreciative of that and again thank you for those who have been so generous and thoughtful to think of us during this time So immediately afterwards, as I said, is a warden's happy hour. The link to Zoom is in the webpage and the e-blast that you would have received on Thursday. We continue with our closing prayer and blessing. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son